and welcome to the Mindset Growth Academy podcast. I'm your host, Emma Gibbs-Ung. Each show, I'm going to be using a combination of interviews with incredibly inspiring people from around the world who have achieved greatness, overcome adversity, and never given up, as well as solo episodes from me sharing my own journey as a leading mindset coach, helping to inspire, support, and guide you to create a growth mindset so you can achieve success in all areas of your life. Are you ready to bring mindset to life and create success from the inside out? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Mindset Growth Academy podcast. Today I'm joined by the amazing Marie Holden, who's an EFT practitioner and energy healer. She works with entrepreneurs, helping them to reduce self-sabotage and create mindsets for success. Today, Marie is gonna be sharing with us how she juggles her growing online business with being a single mum to her gorgeous children, age eight and 11. She'll be talking about the impact that the separations had on her confidence and how she's had to make key changes in her life to manage her time, her energy and her mindset. So welcome, Marie. It's lovely to have you here today. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I really wanted to get you on today because um, I really do feel that it's so important to, to talk about the fact that you can run a business and be a mum, whether it's yes. a single mum or a, or a mum in, uh, in a marriage, but to really talk about the fact that it hasn't got to be a choice. A lot of people that I speak to um, have often said, you know, I want to run a business or I've thought about running a business, but I don't have the time or um, I need to be there for my children as if there is a choice that it has to be one or the other. But the truth is you can have both and you are living proof of that um, as am I as a working mum. But actually, if you can manage your time effectively and you can start to really um, program your mindset to believe that, that you are um, one uh, capable of but two that you deserve to have both of these things in your life then things start to fall in into place and so um it's good it's really good that you're here today to talk about that because obviously you have been running a business for a number of years but have recently gone through a separation and so you have had to make a few changes um to your business so just to start off can you just share a little bit about your business yeah, of course. So um, as you said in the introduction, I am an EFT practitioner, an energy worker, and m- much of the work that I do focuses on how people are thinking. So it's their mindset because emotions and our energy has such a huge impact on, on how we feel, how we show up each day, and actually how it can impact us physically. And all of those things are crucial if, well, first of all, if we just want to be happy we want to, to like who we are and enjoy life, but also it has a major impact in terms of our business and, and how successful we would allow ourselves to be. So when you talk about choice, you know, that, that's, a, that's only a story. We've told ourselves that, oh, I have to choose having, having a business that's successful or being a mum. Well, there is no choice. You can do both. Um, so that's what I do. I, I help people to work through their emotions all those stories from the past, all the conditioning from childhood that they've brought forward into the present moment and get them believing in themselves again and, and really connecting with their passion so that they're doing, you know, they're doing the work that really lights them up, that makes them excited. So they're doing work that is fun and they're, they're being paid well for it too, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I, 
I love the work that you do. I work with Marie, so um, I know her work very well. But um, it is tough because you do often feel that you have these choices. And you, you spoke very, uh, just then about allowing how mm. much success and how much um, opportunities we allow to ourselves to have. Um, but a lot of people don't really understand that and don't really get that. And so um, they are putting these limitations on them, thinking that that's just their life. Um, without knowing that there is work that can be done. And it's not even massive work that can be done. It's subtle shifts that can, that can be made in order to, to help you achieve that little bit more. Definitely. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so that, that kind of allowing, um, in some, some circles, they call it that upper limit. So it's the amount of success or happiness or money, love that you will allow into your life. Because anything over and above that, that certain level, it makes us feel very uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar. It feels unsafe in some way to us. And it could be because we don't believe we deserve anymore. So if we're struggling with confidence and we just think, well, I, I can't do those things and you have to do those things to have more money and therefore it's not going to be possible for me or they'll think well I don't deserve any more love than this I've got to settle for toxic friends toxic relationships whatever it might be so there's almost a sense of everything that you've been through in your life that's brought you to this point you've made you've made some decisions based on that it's become your truth and you have decided that you don't deserve more you're not worthy of more and so therefore you're not looking for more. You're not allowing more into your life because you've already decided you're the judge and jury. Nothing more is going to happen for me. Yeah. So until you allow yourself, you have to give yourself permission to say, do you know what? I'm not settling. Enough is enough. I am worthy and deserving of more. It is achievable. I can do this, whatever that is, whether it's love, getting really fit and healthy, running a marathon, having a business, you have to decide that it's possible and you have to give yourself permission to go after it. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more in, in all honesty. <laughs> and um, yeah, how, how much did you pull on your professional experience to help you through your personal changes that, that were taking place a few, a few years ago, was it? Yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago now, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I was very lucky that I had the tools to, to be able to kind of dig into my own mind, if you like. Um, so I would, I would give myself permission to feel all of my emotions, whether they were good or bad or ugly or whatever it might be, and just see if I could understand myself, why I was saying the things I was doing, uh, saying the things I was saying, doing the things I was doing, trying to understand what, what happened, because I believe that whatever happens in life, you can learn from it and you can grow from it if you choose to. Of course you can wallow in it. Of course you can think you're a victim and life's really horrible and people are really nasty. But I don't fundamentally, I don't fundamentally believe that. So I'm always looking for the growth and the learning. And, and um, yeah, so I use all of those tools, the EFT and the energy healing, meditation, the journaling, just to allow myself to accept and surrender to, to what I was going through, how I was feeling, and then to move forward. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, it, it's so true because... Um, quite often when we are faced with challenges, we withdraw, don't we? And actually that's when you really need to recognize that um, you can learn from this, that there is a choice that you can make, whether it's, and we all feel a victim at some point. And of course we do, yes, absolutely. Uh, but what I find is, you know, certainly with my clients and with myself, is, is recognizing 
what those actions and those thoughts look like within my life and how I then can have that comeback rate to, mm. to control it and to, to stop it so it doesn't take me down that path of wallowing yes. that then leads to destructive thoughts and behaviours. Um, but not everyone has that, that sense of belief or that sense of knowing. Um, so it's really like important, I suppose, to bring that message across that, that everything that we have is stored within us, but it comes from choices and choices are based on decisions, decisions that we make in that moment, often based on our feelings. And so we really need to think about how we want to feel and how we want to move forward. Um, and so, you know, we digress slightly a oh, with this a little bit, but, you know, obviously knowing all of that, how has becoming a, a single parent impacted your business but also impacted your life because it has come with changes you were in that flow mm -hmm. so, um we almost run on autopilot a, an awful lot in our life and so you don't forecast these things there's no. curves that that come your way how did you deal with that so your comeback rate was effective but also it didn't impact too much on your your children's life but also on your business yeah, so I think I mean, one of the key things is, is, first of all, allowing myself time to adjust, because I think very often people can experience something which is really emotional, very traumatic. And rather than allowing themselves to, you know, to deal with that loss and grief, whether it's your choice or not, you, you have to kind of own how you feel. And there is a loss because there's a loss of what you thought your life was going to look like and the dreams you had and, and all that sort of stuff. So it's allowing yourself to have the time to, to honor those emotions. And I think when you do that, then you process them and deal with them a lot quicker. So you can bounce back quickly. And so I allowed myself that time. Yeah. And then I just got back into it. It's like, right, what is, what is my vision for my business? Like, what, why do I want to do this? Why do I wake up every morning and want to show up for these, these amazing women that I work with? And it's because I was so clear on my why. Yeah. You know, I knew um, beyond any doubt that I had chosen to be here at this time for a reason, to change people's lives. And no matter what was going on in my personal life, that never changed that, that calling. Yeah. So um, I connected with that all of the time. And I made it, so when it came to being with my, my women and my communities, I made it about giving. Mm. So that felt really good, really expansive for me to give to others to help them. Um, so that's kind of what I did is I allowed myself to feel the emotions. I processed them. I sought out help from other people because none of us is an island. We can't do it on our own. No. And we all have blind spots, you know, places we won't go by ourselves because we're scared. So we need someone to hold our hand and to point out what we can't see, where we're, you know, where perhaps we are um, overlooking something because it feels scary. Um, I love that we're not an island. Yeah. Because we all do think that, that we have to do everything on our own, especially women. Yes, definitely. Um, we feel that we have to do everything on our own and, and it's weak if we don't. Um, but for me, it takes strength in asking and takes strength in connecting. And so it's, it shows that you have that, that strength when you pull in mm. um, other people to help you. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, so that is really important, but I've, I don't think I've heard that. We, we think we're in Ireland before, so I'm going to make a note. Oh, there we go. Use it. Yeah. Yeah. But it is so true because I think we, we feel like we have failed and we've made it much more, personal than the event we've just experienced we have failed in some way so we are a failure it's like no we're not mm -hmm. and um rather than put a mask on which is not healthy 
because you can go out and pretend to the world that you're fine, but your energy Mm. tells a different story to those who are sensitive. They'd be like, well, she's looking like she's smiling and she's happy, but something's off. Something's Mm. not right. So it's, you know, just deal with all of that stuff because it's not healthy to have that in your, in your body anyway. No. Um, And so, so that's how I dealt with the kind of emotional aspect. And when it came to my business, I just looked at, okay, well, I, I am the primary carer. So let's look at how I can structure my, my business around those school hours, after school club, holiday clubs, you know, all of the practical stuff. Just got practical. Yeah. Um, and then leveraged where I could. So. Yeah. Which, which sounds so easy, but it isn't always easy, is it? No. When you're looking at um, starting a business or running a business or doing anything as, as a single mum, suddenly you feel like that time's been taken from you Mm. and you have to give so much to your children that you often then don't have much left for yourself. Um, And being practical is good. Um, But what other advice can you give on that? Because, you know, the practical side doesn't come easily to some people. Uh, Something that they have to work on. It doesn't always come easy to me either, Em. I think yeah. sometimes I get the balance completely wrong, yeah. you know, so I'm all in my business and then I feel like I'm a bad mum because my kids haven't had the quality time and they probably looked at the iPad too much. And then yeah. it's like, right, I'm there for the kids, but I've neglected my, my business. And it's, an, it's a total balancing act. And I, I don't really think that's just about being a single parent. I think that's for you know, all mums who are trying to do a million and one things. Yeah. And you're trying to be perfect. You're trying to make sure that everyone is supported and they feel heard and loved and that you're there for them. And the reality is, you know, you can't split yourself that many ways without becoming completely overwhelmed and exhausted. So self-care, that's what I was going to say in answer to your question. Self, self-care is essential. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that guilt piece is, is huge. And I've been guilty of saying it. Uh, a lot of my friends have a lot of men do as well because they're often the ones that go it's seen okay for them to go to work and they mm. do but they don't necessarily they're not then there to help out some of the times and they can feel a little bit helpless sometimes and because they're doing their own thing as well as they're I think they're a bit more equipped to working away from the kids whereas the the mums um we feel a lot more guilty like I'm exactly the same. I think, oh, Max has had a bit too much time on the iPad. Oh, I, I need to do these emails. Oh, how can I distract him? And you, you're juggling. Um, but as long as they're happy. Totally. That, that is, to me, is my, my judgment on whether I'm doing a, a good job. If he's happy and he's content, then I'm doing all right. Because is, is him. And so if sometimes you do need to spend that extra hour on your computer doing some work and there's some educational stuff on the iPad that he can be watching, then is it that bad? And I think we put so much pressure on ourselves Mm. to be perfect. And the truth is we aren't, none of us are perfect because perfect doesn't exist. Exactly. Um, I am the perfect mum I can be to my son. You're the perfect mum you can be to your children. Mm. Um, And that's how you, I see it, I suppose, that I'm giving him everything that he wants but I also have to do, because I, I, I become a better mum, actually, okay. when I have that time. Um, like if he naps, I know that I am a better mummy when he wakes up because I've had that breathing space. And you can yeah. feel guilty, but you think 
that's normal, right? Absolutely that's normal because yeah. you're not just you're not just mummy. You are M, who's also a sister and a daughter and a wife and a friend. And you know, and you need to have downtime and time on your own with your own thoughts too. Otherwise, we go crazy. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I mean, how? Um, what what motivates you to to continue with your business and and to evolve it and to change it? Uh, and also what changes, I know you said you really focused on giving part of your healing process when you were going through the separation was to really give to your clients and to sort of throw yourself into that. But what motivates you to, to keep going um, within that and also with your, with your family? So there's two things that come up for me there. The first one is that I, Every day I wake up and I just feel so lucky that I get to do what I do, not just because I enjoy the work itself, but because I have a business where I'm the boss. Mm -hmm. So I make the, the, the calls on, you know, what time I start work, what time I finish work. But it means that I could drop the children off at school. I pick them up from school. I'm there for sports days and assemblies. And when they're sick, it doesn't matter. So, mm -hmm. for example, last week, Hannah was poorly and I had to go and get her from school. There was no panic around I've got to ask my boss and I've got to go and get her and the next day she wasn't a hundred percent if if I'd been a working mum going to work corporately I might have pushed her to go to school but yeah. there was no decision to be made it's like just stay in bed Hannah yeah you know it, it it takes the pressure off and that for me is that for me is success that is luxury that is freedom yeah so every day I'm I'm so thankful that I get to to have a business I love that fits around my kids so they are always my priority so that's amazing. Um, and the second thing is I just absolutely love and believe in what I do. Yeah. So to, to have work where it feels like fun, where you could talk about it for hours because you're just so passionate about it. You're always learning and growing and watching people evolve. How many people get to do that? Yeah. It, it, you know, it's so true. Having worked in corporates for, for 13 years and then, um, when I was made redundant moving into running my own business and then adapting it to, to Max, the thought of going back to full time just scares me mm. because um, as much as running a business is hard, of course it's hard and you have to put a lot of hard work in, um, but you have that freedom of choice to, to adapt. And so I suppose with, with everything that went on with you, it was, I, I guess, a lot easier in the business sense because you were your own boss. And so um, you, did, you managed your time effectively. And, and that is the, the biggest thing for me. The biggest driver for me with my business was that, um, you know, Max was a miracle baby, but you don't, you have this time with your children that you never get back. And so if you can run your own business uh, and a lot of new mums actually do run their own business a lot of my clients have when they have fallen pregnant then looked to set up a business or whatever because they want to have that family time and to be that constant um but still be them and it is so achievable isn't it it's it's so um there for you if you find your why which you spoke about you know you never lost sight of your why Mm. with this um and people do lose sight of their why and get confused and get caught up mm. in the, the rat race of it all um but your why is your unique emotional attachment to whatever it is that you want to do mm. um and so holding on to that and identifying what that is will make 
you focus definitely motivate on you know be motivated for change I think a, a really good question to ask when you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling confused when it comes to your why is that would I be talking about this just for pure love over coffee over a glass of wine with friends around a campfire would I be doing this for free and if the answer is no then then you're not in true alignment yeah so it's just doing that check-in with yourself all the time. It's like if something feels heavy and draining before you've even begun it, it's like, well, okay, so why is that? Is there something else going on? Are you, or have you wandered off down the wrong path a little bit? Do you need to come back to, to yourself to check in and be truly honest about what you really want to do? Yeah. And I know not everyone has the luxury of being able to do that when bills need to be paid and all the rest of it. Um, but it is possible. Yeah. You know? Definitely. And it, it was, it, you know, it helps with your, your why helps when you're struggling with fears mm. as well, um, because your why will always be bigger than your fears um, and it will always keep going. That's certainly what I've found, um, you know, because my business has been very up and down. It's changed dramatically in, in the six years I've been running it, of which the last 18 months have been online. And that's really like, been a roller coaster but my why has always stayed the same and whenever you think about giving up or is it all worth it or anything like that the why kicks in and becomes so strong it's it it almost blocks out that annoying mind monkey that wants to have a field day in your mind but uh, yeah connecting to that it is is key and we all have it within us um don't we you know definitely it doesn't have to just be in running business it can be going back to to part-time work it can be in anything but why are you doing it because there's no point doing something that's going to make you miserable because that just impacts on family life anyway definitely yeah i mean we've all been in jobs that have been horrible that we've then come home and moaned about and and i know i certainly did for a few years where i just made allowances and I think sometimes it's easier, you know, a lot of people talk about change, but then the thought of that, what that change might bring scares them. So they just put up with, mm. and what I love with the business is that if there is anything that you want to change, you have that choice to change. Definitely. Especially if you're the boss, you can literally have an idea in the morning and implement it in the afternoon. And I've done that before. I thought, yeah, that feels like that's a, that's a goer. Let's try that. Yeah. And then just launch something new. I mean, how exciting. Corporately, yeah. you'd have to go through all the meetings and all the red tape and you don't get that luxury. But just to, to try things, um, listening to your intuition and just going out there, it's just brilliant. It just feels so free. I just love that. I really value freedom. So that for me is just, um, yeah, just perfect. I mean, obviously you, you are a mindset coach. Um, so I know that you're brought into the mindset side, but how important has mindset been to you for your, for your success in your business, but also for your personal happiness? Because I know uh, as a mindset coach myself, um, sometimes people are better at teaching others than taking their own advice. So what do you do to keep yourself on top of your mindset work? So there's a number of different things that I'll do kind of daily slotted into my day. And some people call it like a miracle morning or whatever, but you know, I'll start my day with reading. I, I generally read something. 
either connected with business or I love reading spiritual books because it, it feels like it brings me truly back to myself. Yeah. Um, I don't tend to meditate in the morning. And the reason for that is because I love a coffee in the morning. So that's my time before the kids get up where it's all about me. And so I tend to read stuff. I tend to tap, tend to journal and plan my day. So I start the day feeling really strong. Um, I know what I need to do. And for me, being organized and being a single mum, where you've got to manage, you know, all the different school drops and the pickups and the parties and the shopping, you, you kind of need that structure. Well, I certainly do. Yeah. So um, I will do that. And then other tapping or meditating will slot into my day um, as and when it comes up. And I'm struggling to remember what you asked me now. So, so how important has that mindset piece been? Oh. Yeah, massively, massively. Um, and, and the thing is, um, like that there are days where I can have a pity party with the best of them because, yeah. you know, stuff happens with women. We have to consider our hormones and our cycle. There are always going to be days where we might just feel a bit kind of like, I can't be bothered. And, and I don't try and fight it anymore. I just go, oh, isn't that funny? I'm having one of those days. So I'm just going to go and do something that makes me feel really good. If I can leave my work, I will. And, um, Again, I just surrender because I know it will pass. It's temporary. I don't allow myself to get caught into the, oh my God, this is my life forever. No, it's just my life for today or the next couple of hours. So, you know, go and do something good. I go hit the gym, go and meet my sister or whatever it might be. The things that I know get me out of that, that funk. Um, but I try and surrender. Yeah, see that surrendering piece comes with trust though, doesn't it? Because I think... What I find is that when people experience this, um, this panic or this state of flux, mm. they worry that if they take the foot off the gas, that it's gonna escalate into so much more. Yeah. Um, and that they've got to keep going and doing stuff to prove to others and to themselves that they're trying to sort it out. Yeah. Um, what's your advice on that? Because like my natural program years ago was to keep going mm. um, because I felt guilty stopping if there were problems that needed to be sorted or stuff that needed to be um, completed within my business. Yeah. And, and so I would do, do, do all of the time and achieve very little, but act really busy. Yeah. And, but I was too scared to step back and trust yeah because you don't necessarily know what you're trusting in especially if what you're trying to solve is a problem or what you're trying to sort out is leaving you feeling vulnerable yes where does that what, what's your advice for that okay so in those moments we have to do the counterintuitive thing so your natural reaction might be just do more just push on just make more calls do more email whatever it might be it's like do 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 but when we're doing that we are in our masculine energy. We're trying to control and fix and save everything. And most women, and I'm generalizing here, most women at their very core are feminine, but we have learned over the years and because society has changed and, and demands on our time has changed, we're leaning on our masculine energy more and more. Yeah. Where actually what we need to do is embrace, surrender, go with the flow and allow all that, that good stuff to come to us. So rather than chasing to make it happen, we, we need to let it come to us. Yeah. Um, and that can be really scary and really uncomfortable, particularly if you're the classic type A, as they call it in America, you're a perfectionist, an overachiever, 
um, and you're trying to make stuff happen, you're leaning on your masculine because that's got you success. That's got you to this point. Yeah. But there comes a point when it, do you know, do you want to lean on that for the rest of your working life? Because it's going to be exhausting. And that's why you have so many people who have burnout, adrenal fatigue and all those other autoimmune things and digestive disorders. You know, do you want to go down that route or do you want to embrace, like surrender, embrace your feminine energy, be in flow with life, allow your intuition to come through. So you trust your choices again. Do you trust that you will be supported? And it can be hard, but um, that's what I lean on. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I must admit, I've started to get so much better in that personally, but there, I fully um, empathise with, with people who say they're too scared to do that. Yeah. Um, so I would say, you know, start small with, by just having like five minutes of fresh air or taking a step back and then reviewing things and notice the difference that you, that you feel and notice how differently you are thinking. And then when you see that actually that mini break has helped, mm. you're more inclined to do 10 minutes next time or, you know, half a day, didn't it? And build up to having that time. Like a muscle. You're working yeah. the muscle. Yeah. Um, so it is really important to start small because I think our natural thought process is that if someone says take time off, one, you go into panic mode, but two, suddenly mm. you've got to take a whole like hour or half a day or a day off. Mm. I mean, I've got time for that because you only work so you know certain amount of hours and stuff. But but it's stripping it back and, and making it simple and, and starting off small mm. and building momentum, isn't it? And so having that for me, I had that five, ten minutes where I just went for a walk. Mm. Fresh air did me the world of good. I was away from my screen. I didn't necessarily even think about anything and came back with clearer eyes mm. to view things. Um, and they always say, don't they, if you're about to send an email um, that's slightly argumentative, mm. to write it but not send it, sleep on it and then reread it and then send it because there's the emotion that's attached yeah. to that. Um, and so, you know, it, it is scary and surrendering means different things, I think, to different people as mm. well. But it's basically taking that the foot off the gas, isn't it? And yeah. to take that pressure away and, and to create that space mm. um, because we're all surrounded by chaos. Um, and when you've got chaos, you can't hear anything so you won't be able to hear your intuition and you can't see the way through the trees but if you have that that five minute break to start off with something will come in won't it definitely it's like when people say oh i went on holiday and i had all these ideas for my business and i'm the same because i'm i've told myself i'm not thinking about business on holiday no new ideas no new programs and then i'm lying there just you know enjoying being um, you know, being with the kids, enjoying the sunshine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've just had a, a fantastic idea. Yeah. And it feels really true and really, really good for me in, in true alignment. And I think that's the thing. We, we can go off in the wrong direction if we're in that place of fear and panic, because what we're trying to do, um, we're trying to survive at our base level. So you think of that Maslow hierarchy of needs. We are trying to survive because we want to pay the bills or put food on the table or whatever it might be. But those choices that we make, the things we say and do may not really be the best thing for us in that moment. Yeah. So meditating, going for a walk. It just allows you to just chill out for a little bit, come back to yourself and then allow clarity to come in. 
definitely without a doubt and it takes practice and it's not yeah. something that happens overnight but perseverance is certainly key um this podcast came became my baby by taking a step back yeah from, from my business where i was forced to when reluctantly did it and then relished in it when i got over the gill um and actually yeah you i stripped everything back and suddenly something that was staring me in the face mm. reappeared that i hadn't i'd probably been looking at but not seen a bit like you know when you look at your watch and then someone asks what, what's the time and you've got to look at it again because you've yeah. seen it's like that isn't it? you need that that space to look and see yeah and to to feel um it you've given a, a lot of really useful tips here um which is amazing because you know whether it's we digress slightly but i've loved that we have because it's really important to get this message across so whether you know you are in this position where you find yourself um as a single parent whether you are um looking to start business whether you are just wanting to give your energy a bit of a boost within corporate life there are and just not in business in life in general there are lots of things that you can do and it all starts with that choice doesn't it doesn't have to be one or the other you don't have to be a mum and not a businesswoman, or vice versa you can be anything you want you can be 10 million things if you want to be you might feel a little bit straight <laughs> the truth is that if you manage your mind properly and you manage your time we all have 24 hours in the day we all have to prioritize and if you make something important mm. uh, then you find the time we always find time to help other people yes. we find time to surf the uh, social media chaos um and yet we often make excuses for putting ourselves first because we don't have time or we don't have time to do things within our business yeah. and that really answers some things in that it's not that important you've got to make it important but you have to put yourself first um and not use fear as an excuse to to not follow it and Definitely. to why um what's your uh, mindset mantra marie oh mindset mantra <clears throat> So I don't do loads of affirmations necessarily, but the one thing that I, I tend to, to sort of in my mind or say out loud a lot is everything, and I'm bodging the words a little bit here, but something along the lines of everything that is divinely mine yeah. is manifesting in my life right now. And I'm so grateful because it's almost like, so for me, it's like it's divinely mine mm. and it's mine by, you know, limited beliefs aside and everything else aside it's divinely mine so it's coming and it, that helps me to trust as well so when things don't look the way i want them to or things are harder than i want them to be it's just yeah. it's surrendering to the the divine so that seems to work for me rather than um any other type of affirmation yeah yeah well i've, I've been collecting them all i ask everyone them and there's some lovely ones um and yeah, I mean, my, I, mine is every, everything happens for a reason. And also life is 10% what happens and 90% how you respond to it. Um, but I love hearing just how other people, uh, what their mantra is and what they kind of live by. Yeah. Uh, and again, it shows that there is no right or wrong, that there no, are totally not. things. And that, the, the piece that you're just talking about there, again, you know, we do, we do deserve, we do need to allow and just trust like so many people um, focus on the how 
so much, get caught up in the how that then distracts them. But if you focus on your why, which is what you've mentioned, um, then things start to fall into place. Of course, you've got to take action and you've got to do stuff. It's not going to fall in your lap. The truth is that your focus suddenly starts to move on what you can do rather than what you can't. And you're not caught up in procrastination while trying to overcomplicate and figure the whole world out in a day when actually all you've got to do is take one step forward. Exactly. It starts with that one step, doesn't it? It shows commitment to the path to yourself, doesn't it? So, you know, you take a step and then the universe is like, okay. Yeah. So she means business. She's ready. Let's do this. Yeah. Because that is the thing, isn't it? We, we think we're doing everything on our own, um, but we're not. No. We're co-creators with the universe if we'll allow ourselves to be. Yes. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. So am I. So <laughs> I love all this conversation. But, but, but if you're not, the truth is we've all heard of the secret. We've all heard of the law of attraction. Whatever you put out, you get back. Mm-hmm. Every time you've had um, a rubbish day and things have gone wrong, more things have gone wrong. Every time you've had a, you know, a really good day, more things have gone right for you. That's evidence of what we're talking about here, isn't it? So it's just being in, it, aware of the fact that you have that choice, that, that um, we are all victims at some point, but what you do to manage that, how you choose to respond to it, will determine the actions that you take yeah. and, and the results that you get. And so to trust in yourself, mm-hmm. to connect to that why, and to to take the pressure off and just just go for it absolutely and just know you always bounce back nothing is permanent no it's all lessons isn't it Mm. everything is a lesson and so if you're as tony robbins says if you're not growing learning and expanding you're you're effectively i don't want to say the word down but existing yeah and expand and so what comes from what some people call as mistakes and other people call as lessons is feedback. Mm. Great feedback that you use. Mm. Marie, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I could talk to you for hours, um, as we often do. But uh, <laughs> I think, you know, what you've said there is, is really important to, for people to think about and to realise that actually um, you are in control and that you can do this. And whether it shifts or curveballs like you've experienced, there are ways of bouncing back, just having those tools to do that. So really appreciate your time today. So thank you very much. Total pleasure. All right. Um, how can people get hold of you? Sorry, can you, do you have a website or Instagram or anything like that? They will be in the show notes, but if you can just share a little bit as well. That'd oh, be of fun. course. Yeah, so the um, best place to find me, uh, marieholden.com. And yeah. Holden's got a sneaky U in it. So H-O-U-L-D-E-N.com and um same <coughs> excuse me same on instagram so it's uh, like the little handle and then marie holden that's the best place to find me awesome well thank you very much have a lovely day and i really appreciate you coming in today so thank you have a good day too that's all for this episode thank you so much for listening If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. Bye for now.